Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Standing Brothers Show episode something or other. And uh, we're here. Yeah, it, it, it's, 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 a, it's a terrible, horrible uh, day. And I'm just getting the signal right now that you were going to start the episode off, but uh, uh, I, I, uh, I interrupted. So, hold on. <laughs> I was, was, was going to say that, uh, according to the president, it's your patriotic duty to get vaccinated. And I wanted to play that, uh, that video of that pastor, whatever his name is, when he said that, you know, media says Joe Biden won the presidency, and they did that big ah, 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 ah. Yeah, I, I want to do that, but, you know, whatever. The I, media I, said what? The media said Yeah, I wanted to do that, but... That's the... It's the cringiest no, thing ever. That, that makes... So there's a lot of I know that the the left and the liberals have a lot of cringe because like that's true, but I think the right has just as much cringe sometimes. You think? And that's definitely one of them. That is awful. So the what what was funny and it was witty and it was right at the time, but when they talk about like the partic- participation trophies, okay, they don't they still do that? I don't know. But that just seems kind of old. Like, like whenever they say, "Well, all these kids got a participation trophy," it's like, "Well, I, I never but that's, got one." That's that's enough. That's that's a, that's a that's been going on for I don't know how I don't know right. how long. So it's just kind of like, oh, okay, wow. It's like it's you're not really saying anything anymore. It's not that it's not the jab that it used to be. Are you talking about how I sh- yesterday I showed you that that um like Kid Rock? Oh, God. don't tell me how to live or whatever. Yeah, I, that's where I got that from. That, that's oof. So bad. You know, I I wanted to watch the video because I am not a fan of Kid Rock. I don't, neither am I. I I don't particularly subscribe to that kind of whatever that is. Is it music? Is it performance art? I don't know what it is, but I, I think I listened to forty five seconds of it and I wanted to kill myself. I wanted to Epstein myself, because um, uh, it it's just it's just the, the it's the lowest common denominator of uh, of pandering to uh, the Fox News base. And that Fox News space is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, um, especially given today that I saw this today. I don't know if you saw this today or not, Jacob, but Fox News is saying that uh, – uh, oh, 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 it clicked on the wrong article. Let me click over here. Uh, Fox News to remove testing option require uh, employees yeah, to that. get vaccinated. So I thought, oh, well, I don't know if – you know if the if the hosts are going to go along with it, but I thought, okay, what about the guys who operate the camera or uh, the guys that work, or the guys and gals that work in the the, the studios or whatever, or the guys that push the brooms? Uh, what about them? And I thought, okay, so if Fox News is going to be who they say they are, they're going to be the resistance or whatever to, to the Biden, whatever they're going to call out De Blasio and Cuomo and his brother, um, and his brother Fredo, then. Then be serious about it. So, Fox News is caving now. The only person, the only person I think would have the gumption to actually go against this mandate would be Tucker. Whether or not he says anything, we'll see what happens. Does he have it within him? Uh, but then I thought, w- would someone like Sean Hannity be against it? And I'm pro- I, probably not. Sean Hannity's mm. like, I got, I got too much money to make here, folks. I think that 
what you just described as far as the the resistance it's it's not uh people who think that fox news is the resistance are are, are kindly mistaken um because they're as they're the corporate press just like anybody else maybe they're not quite as bad or maybe they get um some things less wrong than others uh tucker carlson keeps that network i think alive, alive. Um, cause I mean, if, if he were to move someplace else, I don't know what else you have left because, um, a lot of these guys have like, like, like the Sean Handys of the world have shown, uh, there are cards on a lot of what they stand well, it's for. It's not so much just their policy positions, their political positions. It's just that Sean Handy's show is terrible. Let's just be honest. It's terrible. It's just the, the the largest echo chamber. You know what he's going to say. You just watch it because you just want to be reconfirmed. He's what the he's... right Sir Randy Maddow. Yeah, it's, what, it's what it is. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but that's, it is what it is. There's nothing about that show that's particularly groundbreaking because I can guarantee you tonight Newt Gingrich is going to be on. I, I, I can just guarantee you Newt Gingrich is going to be on or he'll have on one of Trump's kids or whatever. Now, it's funny. He won't have on Ivanka. I think because Ivanka and Jared, they're 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 the they're the crazy ones. But I mean, it's okay. It's either like Newt Gingrich, that Sheriff David Clark guy, Victor David Hansen, or uh, one of the Trump kids. And it's like, wow, that that's the the jam packed show. You didn't you have him on last night and the night before? Like, isn't this getting a little old? Then he has on Mike Huckabee to, to complain about the border. Like Mike Huckabee needs to go away now. <laughs> You failed and you lost multiple times. No one really cares for you anymore. Mike, go away. Mike, you're, you're done. Yeah, go. Time time to hit the retirement home, Mike. Um, but yeah, so does it surprise me that the, the Fox News Corporation is going this way? No, not really, because uh, because if they were if they if they were bend the knees and were the biggest brown nosers to any, every Republican government ever, then I'm not really all that surprised. And most of the people that work at Fox News are registered Democrats. Besides the handful hosts and maybe some writers there, a lot of them are Democrats. So yeah. they probably they probably agree with this kind of stuff. Um, but it, when they said that you know we don't have a vaccine mandate, you had the the testing option. Well, do people are people really going to go out and get tested? The, the time it would take and the money they have to spend to go and get tested weekly um, is not convenient. So it is a it's persuasion. It's you know coaxing you into getting the jab it's not a mandate but it's going to be extremely inconvenient for your life if you don't do this right which is a mandate <laughs> yeah so i don't know I, I i don't know how many employees fox news has i don't really care because I, I i stopped watching phone should we call it phone news now phone news lies phone news lies um, I stopped watching it a long time ago because it's just uh, it's just dribble. It's just meaningless, just nonsensical dribble. And to see these hosts leave because what of about nine thousand employees, oh, whatever, because of uh, some of the comments that Tucker Carlson made or the the documentary he made on January sixth. So uh, Jonah Goldberg left, and Jonah Goldberg is probably the biggest anti-Trump hack. That there is. I read his book on fascism, and it's not really that good. It's it's not. It's a like an 800 page slog of hard reading, and it's not that great. And his commentary is just. Who is this? Jonah Goldberg. Oh. His commentary is just. Bleh. It's it's what you would expect from an establishment Republican. It's like 
okay, John Kane, John McCain's opinion, John Goldberg's opinion, they're the same thing. And then um, who else? Chris Wallace left. I didn't even know he still worked there. Um, I thought he would have left after that horrible, awful debate that he did with Donnie and Biden. And someone else left. I can't remember who it is. Someone else left Fox News. Um, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I I didn't really care for uh, any of their opinions anyway. I've made my feelings on Sean Handy in the past very clear. The only good person... Look, there's, there's, probably, there's probably like maybe three people that I would consider okay or good. The good category would be like Kennedy and then Tucker and Greg Gutfeld sometimes. That's it. That's all I got. Because they had uh, the Judge Angelo Napolitano who was fantastic, but he's no longer with them anymore. I'm like the, the 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 greatest show ever on cable TV as far as you know. The news is considered was Freedom Watch, which which the judge hosted. That was great because he had on Ron Paul, he had all of these guys. But then that show's gone. It's been off the air for years. But after that, Fox News was just like just garbage. And even they had that show with Hannity and Combs, Alan Combs. You're supposed to have the conservative and, and the, the liberal, the, the 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 liberal, which Alan Combs wasn't. I don't think that much that of a much, liberal. Yeah. And Sean Hannity's not that much of a conservative. But you know, whatever. He would be he would he would be offended by that statement. He'd call you a little snowflake, Joe. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know. I, I got my participation trophy <laughs> over here. Um, but no, so they had on they had on Tom Woods, and Tom Woods was promoting his book. Um, I think uh, I forget which one it is, but Real Descent, I think. And Sean Hannity had never heard a a uh, a liberty pointed a, a view of why the. Uh, FDR's New Deal was a bad idea. He's like, well, I didn't know conservatives or libertarians have written anything about this. It's like, what? You're you you are the guy. Where have you been? It's you and Rush Limbaugh are the guys on this whole conservative thing, right? And you don't know that there was a liberty pointed view of why the New Deal was bad. Well, there's there's multiple books just just from the, what I've been reading in the past couple um, months. Multiple people. Have well, been over this. It just shows you that that Sean Hayes doesn't read books. Well, so Rothbard and Hayek and Hoppe, but all see, of these but guys. But see, there's the thing though, is that the old right, the old school conservatives from the 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 from the turn of the century till about 1970, when Bill Buckley destroyed everything, uh, they actually wrote good work on why the New Deal was bad, why FDR was was an idiot, why Wilson and and Lincoln were all just awful, terrible people. And then they, we just sort of kind of forgot about that when uh, the Soviet Union was a thing, and Bill Buckley said, "We got to have, we got to have an oppressive state to defeat the oppressive state," meaning the Soviets. It's like, isn't that isn't that an oxymoron? Isn't that a contradiction? <laughs> we we have our own Soviet Union. <laughs> we got to have our own United States of whatever to to defeat the United States of you know Soviet Russia or whatever. It's like it's like that's just the biggest contradiction. But yeah, but there's been there's been so many countless works on uh, on. Uh, FDR and the New Deal. Uh, you don't have to look that far, and I mean, unfortunately, they're not written by mainstream conservatives. They're written by you know people that actually have principles um, into liberty, and maybe because you don't agree with them, they're a little more radical than than um, you know whoever the current uh, leader. So with a D next to their name is is bad. That's but, that's but what there it boils were, down there to. were the old right figures who were writing this around the the time that the the New Deal was passed. And it's like we just have forgotten about it. And if you, I only well, know this because, because I've read some of these books and I've known some of these characters. But if you want to know more about it, um, 
listen to the podcast, the old right, the uh, Mises Weekend, not Mises Weekends, but the Mises Institute podcast with Jeff Dice. He had on Tom Woods. They talked about this. Fantastic episode because they named the names Garrett Garrett, so many others who were at the time writing on why this was a bad idea. And fast forward 60 years later, and these conservatives have no idea that there was any opposition to this because they, they are so disconnected from the old right, which was the real right. And they bought into the neoconservatism of the Bill Buckleyites and the William Crystals and, and all of them uh, that they just completely forgot about it. And it's the, where the right went wrong. Uh, was basically in the 80s and a little before that with the, the whole the Cold War nonsense. But, you know. Well, you can even look at a book like um, The Road to Serfdom by Hayek. This is written back in the 40s. And it, it completely dismantles central planning and dismantles socialism. Or you could read anything written by Mises back in the 30s and 40s. All of his, all of his best work came from that time as well. So it... There's plenty of material, so this, if you're shocked by this, you're either, one, uh, ignorant, or two, you just you just haven't taken the time, taken the time to go and, and read this yet. And if you're a person like Sean Hannity, you're, the excuses are very, very limited. Yeah. Because um, you're supposed to be knowing a lot of this stuff. Well, if you're going to be the, the torchbearer of the ideology, yes. I'm like, you, you, you probably should know the history of this ideology. If you're going to come, up, come on TV and claim how bad socialism is and how bad central planning is, even though really, uh, in a roundabout way, you you like central planning, you just don't admit it, um, these, these books and these authors and these economists should be on your first name basis. Well, I mean, like, they, they love to point out Milton Friedman and Thomas Sowell, which Thomas Sowell is fantastic. I have nothing bad to say about Thomas Sowell. Milton Friedman, on the other hand, he was kind of wishy-washy on some things. But even they would say, hey, the, the central planning, the socialism, this doesn't really work, and we know it doesn't work. So how about let's not do that? And <laughs> whenever, they, whenever they would bring up mon- monetary policy, they would say the word, like, oh, we got to go commercial break. Forget about it. And we are out of time. And we're out of time, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, gotta leave it there. <laughs> gotta leave it there. We're out of time. We just started. It doesn't matter. Commercial break. It does not matter. The little um, person in my ear is telling me commercial the producer's break. Producer's like, he's telling the truth. Cut him off. <laughs> just like when Tulsi was talking at the debate about Syria, and they conveniently cut her off. But but Kamala could call her, uh, you know, a, a Assad toady or no? Was was Putin? Uh, no, an Assad toady. No, no, that that was the other lady. That was a New York Times reporter that called her that. But was it Kamala or who was it that said that, that Tulsi was an Assad puppet or whatever? Something like that. Like she was I can't like she was one of the, she was soft on dictators or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. It's just the, the the lady who's actually been there, been on the ground, has actually seen what happened and says that you know what, we're, you're being lied to is somehow the, This is not good. Yeah. <laughs> this is what democracy <laughs> looks like. <laughs> um but anyway, uh so uh, I, I, you know what? I every day, and I've been watching a lot of videos on this guy because I just happen to love this guy, and uh, I he's good on a lot of things, and I think he's bad on some things. But I'm willing to overlook the bad things because he's good on the good things. That may have just sound like a bunch of word salad. That but- that you look, you have set up. <laughs> Wait, what's the phrase? It's um, it's you've talked a lot, but you haven't said anything. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you talking, but are you saying anything? <laughs> it's like you're just rambling, just. <laughs> um, but uh, I, 
Elon Musk, I tell you what, he has been on a tear recently here the last week or two. Um, did you, did you know? Didn't he call? Didn't he call? Just warn a Karen or something. He called her Senator Karen. Oh, it's so good! It's these, so these the, good. These are the moments, and I, I saw that on. Um, I think it was on Tim Cast. I saw it somewhere, not on social media, but uh, that popped up. And I was like, these are the moments that I kind of wish I was still on Twitter, <laughs> just so I can retweet the crap out of that. Oh, so, <laughs> Senator Karen. All right, so for those of you who don't know, Elon Musk was <laughs> named Times Person of the Year, which I mean, well deserved. He's done he's done pretty well this year. He's done a lot of a lot has happened in SpaceX, in especially Tesla. especially SpaceX this year. Yeah. It's been crazy. Yeah, he's he's done pretty well this year, and you know he's amassed a, a quite a large fortune, which you know. You know, well good, good, good for him. Good he for he him. deserves it because he's created a lot of things. But so uh, Time Magazine says that he is the person of the year, which, okay, fine, whatever. And then you then you always get the, the – there's a reason why envy is one of the seven deadly sins. If what, you, would a Bernie Sanders comment or something? No, it was, it was Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> she comments on something and says, let's change the Riggs tax codes. The person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading. Off every off everyone else. Free? Which what? we'll get to, to freeloading in a second. But then, oh God, then Elon responds and says, you remind me of when I was a kid and my my friend's angry mom would just randomly yell at us for no reason. <laughs> Please don't call the manager on me, Senator Karen. <laughs> with, with the praying hand emoji. <laughs> God, I love him. Oh. <laughs> Ah, he's the best. I'm going to Mars. <laughs> Please don't call the manager on the center, Karen. It's a, it reminds me of whenever my friend's mom would yell at us for no reason. Uh, because, like, you know that um, Elizabeth Warren didn't actually write that tweet. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I don't. I, think, I don't I think, think Pocahontas wrote that. I don't. I like. Okay. I know that Bernie Sanders does not. I don't think he writes those tweets, and especially Joe Biden. There's no way Joe Biden. There's, he's not lucid enough to write is, his own tweets. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, what's this Twitter thing? I, I don't know how to work. What is it? A phone? You know, you know. You know the thing. Back in my day, phones had a little rotary dial thing on. It. <laughs> where's the Where's the dial for where's the phone? Where's the wheel? Where's the wheel? I gotta spin the wheel to call my son, Bo. Oh, God, no! <laughs> That's a long distance call. <laughs> God, you are so bad. Oh, you are so okay. But, let's, let's get back to the story. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Now, Hunter, <laughs> see. Now Hunter wouldn't answer the phone. When he answers the phone, he's like, "Son, get that, get that crack pipe." I, I hear Joe, Dad, get that crack pipe out of your, out of your, your, your mouth, Hunter. I, I can't understand you. And then he's like, "I wish I could, wish I could call my good son." Oh, wait. why can't you be like my other good son? But anyway, so anyway, so um. So there, so every every year it seems like around this time there, there's always a Robert Reiches or the oh, he's Senator War. Have you seen his um his YouTube shorts that he's been doing? Yeah, they're terrible. They are so stupid. I really what I really want is if if someone like Tom Woods or someone like Gene Epstein or one of these other really good economists or really good well, Tom Woods is not an economist. But I'm saying that he understands economics yeah. and he he gets it and he's very he's very, he's able Bob, to Bob Murphy. 
Okay, Bob Murphy. If Bob Murphy were to be on YouTube more and have like one of these more traditional YouTube accounts to just sit there and just break these down, just dismantle, just it. just dismantle. I think those that is something that I think would be would be great to see. Yeah. So it seems like every time this, whenever uh, the the anti billionaire thing comes around, and uh, even Bill Maher on his show had on Kevin O'Leary, who Kevin O'Leary is a very wealthy man. He's done very well in the world of finance and, <coughs> and things like that. He's also Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank, who has a, a very impressive watch collection, I will say. But the, I am not envious of that. Um, but e- even uh, Bill Maher asked, and he said, you know, when's enough enough? H- haven't you made enough money? Haven't you done ha- You know, is, is $300 billion enough? And Kevin O'Leary was like, "Well, why are we? Why would you punish him for being successful? Isn't that what we want? Why would you? He, I mean, look what he's done with electric vehicles, with rockets, with space travel, with everything he's done. Why would you want to punish that?" And and Bill Maher was like, "Well, uh, he's like, well, it's not punishing him." Kevin's like, "Well, yeah, it is. Just because you happen to make a lot of money doesn't mean you should pay more taxes. In fact, it should kind of should be, you know, you should pay no taxes, but whatever." But the, there is the, the politics of envy whenever you see characters like Robert Reich, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, the squad, whoever, say that, you know, Elon or Be- Bezos make way too much money. They have way too much. They We need to tax the rich. And whenever – it's funny. Whenever Elizabeth Warren says, you know, uh, you got to regulate and tax Wall Street, she never specifically names – any firms or any financial institutions, because we all know she's on their payroll, or she owns stock at them. Yeah, so you know, you know that Pocahontas got some got some Goldman Sachs stock in her portfolio. Oh, without 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 a doubt. But it, the politics of envy is is that you see these super successful, super wealthy people like Elon, like Bezos, and whoever. And they see that what they have and what they've done, and you see these humble, noble policy make policymakers like Elizabeth Warren, who have who does nothing but work for the public good, who probably has never worked an honest day's wage in her life, and yet she has the gall to call someone like Elon Musk a freeloader. Let's understand this. Uh, Elon Musk employs something like 80,000 people. He slept on the factory floor, and he he lives in a tiny house. He he, he works seven days a week. He puts in an insane amount of hours, while at the same time he has like six kids and, you know, has had multiple marriages, but whatever. But he's an an enormously successful person. He has put numerous people into Earth's low atmosphere or into low orbit and has put you know, almost like what, almost half a dozen people on the International Space Station for like one tenth of the cost. He's building and amassing a network community or a thing with uh, Starlink to give everyone Wi-Fi across the globe, no matter where you live, with a satellite. Is 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 Elizabeth Warren doing that? He has revolutionized the electric vehicle industry. Is Elizabeth Warren doing that? No. Is what Elizabeth- is Elizabeth Warren doing? What is she doing? So. It, it, Everything that Elon Musk has, he has earned. He is not a freeloader whatsoever. Elon Musk has more creativity and more just capacity to create wealth and, and innovation in his little finger than uh, than Elizabeth Warren would ever have in her entire life. 
has Elizabeth Warren created any jobs? Has she revolutionized any sectors? Has she been done any groundbreaking work with Neuralink? Whatever you think of Neuralink, but that's, that's a pretty big deal. Has she done anything like that? Of course not. That's why she's a senator. Because she is nothing. She, she amasses to nothing. She is a freeloader. She gets paid with confiscated money. Actual confiscated money. Taxes. That's how she gets paid. She is a freeloader. Everything she does costs someone else something. All the taxes and regulations. Those are things that she does that cost everyone else time and money. If anyone's a freeloader, it's Elizabeth Warren. It's Pocahontas. We need to send her back to the reservation where she came from. She is, she is everything that is wrong with this country, with this government, with our society. It is her. Elon Musk is everything that is right or is, is best about this country, about this economy, about this society. Why? Because Elon Musk is asking us, he's asking the world big questions. Now, he's a believer in climate change. And whether or not climate change is real and whether or not humans are affecting it, he is a true believer and he's trying to create ways to where we can solve this problem. He has done so much to actually deal with and create solutions in the private sector to climate change. What has Elizabeth Warren done? She has done everything in her power to ignore actual solutions to climate change that she says is going to end the world, right? Elon says, well, we can go to Mars. And she's like, oh, we should tax the billionaires. Elon says, oh, we can look at EVs. We can look at re actual renewable energy like nuclear things. And, and then and Senator Warren says, we can tax the billionaires to pay for it. Here you have someone who's actually trying to solve these problems, who's looking for ways to solve this. Elon Musk is uh, I think he offered like a billion dollars of his own money for someone who could come up with a way where we could, I think it's scrub carbon out of the atmosphere. Yeah, scrub carbon. Uh, he, if you can come up with a working design, he will give you a billion, I think. I forget how much the money was. But it was a billion dollars. Of his own money. His own money. Is Senator Warren offering her, con her congressional salary if someone can come up with this solution? No. She's saying tax the billionaires. Elon is coming up with actual solutions. Where she says tax regulate. Yeah. Oh, we'll have we'll have Joe Biden. He'll be the one who's going to solve these problems. Biden. Like, come on. <clears throat> so, well, it, it it's also it's also two things that I that I, I still keep asking people who's just say, well, Elon's worth too much money, and that, no, he's not. And so, so, so when's enough enough? I'm like, okay, this is the same argument about how pe people say that public school teachers need to be paid more money. They need to be paid more money. They yeah. don't they don't make enough money, or cops don't make enough money. I'm like, okay. I need a number because you can't on a check just write more money. Yeah. Or you can't on on a, on on taxes or you can't you can't limit the uh, amount of money that someone makes. Uh enough's enough. I need a number. H how much how much money is is enough? Is okay, Elon's worth what 300 billion now. 292 is, or whatever. Okay. We'll round it up. 300 billion is worth now. Is 100 billion too much? Okay. What what number is a Enough, allowable amount? Because if you don't have that number, then you can't say too much is too much. Like it's the thing about economics, thing about numbers is that you can't say, oh well, teachers don't make enough money. They should make more money. Okay, well how much? Well, they should make more money. Okay, well I can't write more money on a check to give to teachers. You need to give me a number. And these people don't have these answers because they really 
haven't actually sat around and thought about this. And the second thing is, who are you to say too much is too much? Especially coming from someone who who creates exactly zero Who's a net value, negative. a net negative on society. That's everyone in government is a net negative. Especially Elizabeth Warren. By Pocahontas. economic standpoint, they don't, government doesn't create anything. It can only, whatever it creates, it has to confiscate. It has to come from somewhere else. It's got to come from somewhere else. They don't, they don't build wealth. They don't build value. Elon builds wealth. Elon builds value. He builds employment opportunities for people. If Tesla and SpaceX weren't there, all of those jobs would have to be somewhere else. He created all of that. Well, so it is interesting. You have that part. You have uh, uh, all of these people in government, especially the guys like like Robert Reich, who have been completely um, uh, reliant on the state for their income. You have no room to talk. Whenever you have lived your life completely dependent on the state and then to say, oh, well, <clears throat> he's a leech on society because okay, e- Elon does pay taxes. OK, his companies pay taxes. He pays taxes. There's but a- even if he didn't, even if he didn't, avoiding theft is always a good thing and it should be celebrated. Yeah. And the, and the reason why. Uh, you're mad is because you don't get whatever whatever he has. So really, it's a jealousy thing. It's envy. It's an envy and it's a jealousy thing. So Elon foolishly sold off, I think, like $6 billion. or uh, He sold off a lot of his shares in Tesla, foolishly, because that's something he did on Twitter. It was a, it was a Twitter poll, which, don't do that. Um, <laughs> because he sold all those shares... He's going to have to pay taxes on all those. Yeah, capital gains. Capital gains. So guess how much he's going to pay in taxes this year? And this is coming from his Twitter account. He's going to pay $11 billion in taxes, according to Elon. So, Elizabeth Warren. Enough's enough. Okay, uh, okay, Robert Reich, is that enough? Seriously, is that enough? When's enough enough? They never give you a number that curse because conveniently, uh, no one ever thinks to ask that question until it was posed by Jacob. Well, they haven't done the calculations. They haven't actually done the math because, again, it's a philosophical. It's it's an economic. It's a philosophical question about okay, are we gonna put a cap on how much a, someone is allowed to make, and who gets to make that call? Who gets the authority to tell somebody else? That you you make too much money, and you could take the context of a CEO of a company or just someone who works at a nine to five at a nine to five job. Okay, well you make uh, enough's enough. Wait, you make wait you make seventy five thousand dollars a year is enough is enough. Okay, well you don't get to decide how much someone makes. The market decides. Well, and you yourself decide how much that how makes. much you want to make because because you, you yourself are the one who's going out and making it. And you bring value to the place you go, and your services and experience are what determines that value. And you come into a mutual agreement with that employer on the the terms of your employment, and you are compensated for that skills and for the experience and the value that you bring to that company. I, I loved it when, remember when COVID hit and Elon said that he's not going to close his factory and 
uh, all those people went to work and a lot of them ended up getting COVID. And Robert Reich made a video about how evil and awful this is. And then I, I, I remember, um, I don't remember Elon holding a gun to anyone's head saying you have to work no, here. No, he said, he said, like, he, he didn't fire, well, well, he didn't fire anybody. No. He just said, we're open. If you want to come to work, fine. But I'm not going to force you to come to and, work. And, uh, answer me this, Robert Reich. If, if Tesla never reopened and, if it had gone out of business, would any of those people have jobs? Or even better. E- no! Or even better, even better. I got a better one for you. If, if Tesla were to close its doors for the, for, the, for the entire duration of the early lockdown period, and he, weren't, and he, weren't to, and he, were, he was not going to pay any of his employees because, you know, they're not operating, so they shouldn't get a paycheck. That's understandable. But Elon were to still, you know, have all of his money because most of his money is, is held assets. up in assets. You know, he wasn't going to lose any money. Would you be mad about that? Well, of course you'd be mad about that. So what do you want him to do? Yeah. I, I mean, you can't just pay people not to work. That's not how all of, that's not how this works and how this operates. You would have been mad if he closed the factory and said, nope, you can't come to work. You can't come earn a paycheck. But I'm going to keep all my asses and I'm going to keep everything, which is what he could have done. A lot of places did that. But you're mad that he said, hey, if you want to come to work and get some hours, cool. I'm not going to force you to. And if I have to work the line, I'll work the line. I'll paint the cars. I'll put the wheels on, whatever. A lot of people have said also, too, the reason why he's a freeloader is because of all the subsidies. And it's true. Tesla and other companies do get lots of subsidies. But it's also interesting, too, that within the last two weeks, Elon has said, yeah, let's get rid of all subsidies. I'm for it. Get rid of them all. Well, and it's isn't it convenient, too, that he's rigging the tax code? Um, this is the tax code that Elizabeth Warren helped write. She's been in Congress a long time. So if, if it's anything, he's abiding by it. He's taking every advantage he can not to pay taxes under the law. So this he is playing the game that you have set up. It's not like he is he's doing something illegal here. He's doing what you have said. And there's sometimes when these companies... When they, they get these subsidies because they have no other choice, right? Tesla stopped getting subsidies. You know the tax credit that you would get if you bought an electric car? Mm-hmm. Well, it got to a point where Tesla had too many electric cars that they were no longer offering that tax credit. So if you owned a Tesla, you didn't get a tax credit. So it's like, well, I mean, where's the subsidy yet? And it, if, if the guy's saying, you know, I don't want the subsidy. I don't want the money because it's coming from its taxes. I don't want it. I don't need it. You have no argument. It's over. I just find the whole thing. And, just... and, and, okay, the SpaceX thing, right? All the money that the SpaceX has, SpaceX has been given, they have paid back. All of it. So no argument there. And and because of Obama's completely, uh, absolute recklessness with ending the space program, they rely on someone like Elon. <laughs> so you can't bite the hand that feeds you because if you want to compete with the Russians and the Chinese and all those folks in, in the in the space arena, well, you're going to have to buddy up with your, with your old pal Elon to do that because he is the leading, he's leading in the industry of aerospace. All, all the other leeches like North McGrumman and all these other Boeing and all these other companies, leeches on NASA and the, and, uh, in the aerospace industry, he's doing it out of his own pocket where all these other guys rely on government contracts and government subsidies and whatnot. So, you know, whatever. Senator Karen. Senator Karen. I like that name. I, I, I'm not saying that I hope that somebody hacks uh, Elizabeth Warren's uh, Twitter account, but if they did, 
if you were to hack into her account and uh, change her name to Pocahontas. Sandra Karen and then get like that haircut and then like Photoshop that on her head, I think that'd oh, be like funny. The, the feather head but I'm not, thing. I'm not. No, no, no. And I'm saying like like the hair like the Karen haircut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Photoshop that on her profile picture. I'm not saying for people to do that. I'm just like, don't go out and do that. But if you funny. are gonna do it. Can you do that? It'd be funny. Yeah, it'd be pretty funny. I'm not – the Standing Brothers show is not advocating for the hacking of a of a sitting senator's Twitter account. But if someone were to do it, uh, it'd be funny. Yeah. I'm a little funny. suggestion there. That'd be funny. If you're in there, you know, you might, you might as well. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Oh, your buddy, this, your buddy Jim Cramer. Get this COVID thing. So the – is it Omni or is it Omicron or is it Omnicron? Well, uh, Star Trek has several ways of pronouncing it. It's Omicron, Omicron. Omicron. I've heard both, but I've heard that Omicron is correct, not Omnicron. I don't think it really matters. Okay. We're, we're just going to call it the – well, if you say – is it like Delta where – well, Delta's a pretty common word, so I don't know if they'd flag that on YouTube. We're just going to say um, – The O variant. The new, the new version of the illness. <laughs> The third version, right? Um, third volume. <clears throat> the third volume. So as I've been so – I mean we've kind of covered the new variant of COVID making its way. It's on tour in uh, in the U.S., so catch it near a city near near you. Um, but it's, it's made its way to the U.S. And um, our old buddy um, Jim Cramer. Um, so Jim Cramer, Bim Jean, uh, caught – caught the we're, we're assuming the omicron we don't know but uh he caught it and keep in mind this is the same guy who i think last episode said that the u.s military should take over the covid response yeah and, we, we, we went over that. um you know basically forcing vaccination and if you don't want to get vaccinated you got to prove yourself as a conscientious objector and you weren't going to be allowed to you know uh be a be a part of civil society so Following what he wanted, so Jim Cramer wanted everybody to get vaccinated, um, which he is. He's been vaccinated, and he's also had his booster, so he's he, he's triple vaxxed. Um, and well, what do you know? Uh, Jim Cramer said, "I have COVID," even though he's had three shots, one more than what they said you were going to need uh, to protect yourself. And get out of this pandemic because um, a little over a year ago, uh, actually a year ago last week, uh, we've had these 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 vaccines. And, well, buddy, a year later, we're still dealing with this crap. So um, I think it's safe to say that the vaccines, uh, not that they failed, but the, the promise behind them is definitely gone. Uh, you, you can no longer sit here and, and tell me that if everyone just got vaccinated or if you do, if you just get vaccinated, we'll be out of the situation. Because, I mean, even though we're not at 100 percent, which those people that are thinking that we'll get to 100 percent vaccination in this country is uh, is a little dumb because uh, that was never going to happen. So currently we're sitting at 61 percent are fully vaccinated in America. 73 percent have at least one dose. And if you're over the age of 65, which is really the people who are having the biggest issue with this, um, 88% are fully vaccinated, 95% at least one dose. Um, and that comes from, from the New York Times. So e even if everybody were to follow Jim Cramer's 
uh, ridiculous and dangerous uh, strategy here on a get vaccinated and get boosted, uh, he's he still caught it. And he still has it. And he's he has a mild case of it. Um, so is he going to retract his statement and say, well, you know, getting everybody vaccinated uh, wouldn't prevent the spread of this and wouldn't prevent people from getting um, um, ill with this? So, of course, you're not, don't expect him to retract his statement. Um, I, little, I wrote a little piece about this on my Substack, libertyoverdrive.substack.com. Uh, you can check that out. You know, I, I, when, I, when, I, when I heard the news, I kind of chuckled a little bit just because of someone who's so adamant and who's been so, uh, not saying pro-vax, because, like, that's not really a position you're, you, you know, I don't really care. Like, uh, I wouldn't say I'm pro or anti-vax. I just don't really care. Do, do whatever the crap you want. It doesn't affect me or anything, uh, especially now knowing that you can still spread this thing and you can still catch this thing even after you've been vaccinated, which we've known for a while, even though they've had to, uh, you know, circle back on that one and, uh, and, and retract the original statement because this they, they originally told us and had us were, were led to believe that uh, if you uh, were vaccinated, then you wouldn't spread this thing. But we, we now know that's not true. So the whole case of you vaccinating yourself to, to protect your neighbor is completely gone which a lot of uh, fellow Christians liked to use on other Christians as saying, well, this is your, this is your Christ-like thing to do. Um, Jesus would, would get vaccinated because he would want to protect his fellow uh, Christian, uh, even though now knowing that you can still pass this thing on and the viral load between a vaccinated and unvaccinated person are almost identical, kind of makes you look kind of stupid if you were using that argument. Um, but a lot of people weren't, weren't thankfully using... Uh, the whole Christian argument, which I think is funny that uh, the Son of God needed to get a vaccine, a vaccine uh, back in biblical times, which is pretty, pretty great and um, stupid to make that argument. But some people did, and I think that is wonderful. So, you know, I don't wish ill will on Jim Cramer, even though I think he's kind of a schmuck and even though I think that uh, he's his, his rhetoric um, towards COVID has been extremely dangerous uh, because he does hold – a lot of influence in the in the media and a lot of people do listen to him uh, for financial and also advice on covid uh, i don't wish him ill will you know i wish that he gets better but i do think it is a little funny and a little ironic that the man who you know flaunts himself taking pictures uh wearing wearing masks and uh, you know made a, made a big deal when he got vaccinated um and he's gotten his booster and he you know always talks about it ends up catching it i do find that kind of uh, ironic and kind of funny uh but i'm not going to be like one of these people on the left where if an unvaccinated person caught it and ended up in the hospital they'd be like well serves you right uh i'm not going to do that because i'm not a heartless um the bad word you can insert whatever uh word you want there i'm not a bad uh person who wishes ill will upon people because uh, I don't want anyone to die from this <laughs> virus. It's not what I'm doing. But I also don't want uh, the government to commit uh, basically a military coup and uh, install themselves with uh, police state powers. I really don't. I kind of fall somewhere in the middle <laughs> on wishing people to die and uh, not wanting uh, police state powers in this country. And um, But, you know... Maybe Jim should have just taken a fourth shot. You know, it was that fourth shot he needed yeah, to take. Yeah, it's what he needed. I don't know if you've seen the stuff that's been going on in New York 
Um, but the people that were arrested, they went to, like a, to Panera Bread and they were arrested because they didn't have proof of vaccination because uh, the, the, the great one himself, Bill de Blasio, decreed, uh, unconstitutionally, decreed that you have to have a, the COVID passport to do literally anything. Yeah. Well, people uh, went into a, a restaurant and they didn't have proof of vaccination. They weren't going to give it. And some uh, POSs, use your imagination. Um, Point of sale? Yeah. Some POSs decided that they would call the cops. Oh. And the cops came and they dragged the people out because they didn't have their uh, little identification card saying they were vaccinated. Imagine being that person. Ima- yes, I'm going to say. Imagine, imagine being, being the person who's going to look. How how awful your life look. I'm be. I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this with no sarcasm, and completely genuine. If you're the person who calls the police on somebody who is peacefully eating at a restaurant, simply because they won't show papers of vaccination, you were the same kind of person who would have called because the neighbor was hiding Jews in 1930s Germany or France. I'm not joking. I'm being a, dead serious. You're the same kind of person. And the same. Goes, you would have turned Anne Franken. You're sorry. You you would sorry. You you would have killed. Um, what's his face? Um, from that movie. Um. Uh, the guy that saved all the Jews. Um. Oh, Schindler's List. You would have killed Schindler. Yeah. You absolutely would have. You would have. Um, but even more so, it's the, the literal pieces of human feces of the ones who come and arrest these folks or drag them out of a restaurant. I'm sorry, but there is no order. It, the poli- When police uh, become police officers, they take an oath saying that they will not enforce unlawful laws. They will not un- enforce things that are wrong. And the reason why they do it is because they don't want to be the first one to go against the unlawful rule. And it's like, well, <coughs> if no one's going to go against it, then, we're, then we are on a fast track, especially in New York City, to 1930s Germany. And it may not be a religious thing. It may just be a COVID thing. But I just saw a video while you were talking of, in Germany, uh, they were arresting protesters against whatever mandate they have at the time. Wasn't it the, the boycott Jewish... Was that I think I saw something similar. Was it because remember because because Hitler did the whole boycott Jewish businesses initially. Well, this was like a couple days ago. Oh, uh, it's talking yeah. about okay, okay. This was a couple days ago in Germany, but they were resisting uh, or protesting against some mandate, and they weren't wearing masks, of course. And so this one guy was being arrested. And he was being manhandled by all these police officers, and they were trying to put a mask on his face, and yeah. he was resisting it. And one of the officers sucker punches him and then puts the mask on. What level of human garbage are you? I'm sorry, but no, you no, you there is no more backing the blue, licking the boot, or anything like that. No. This is wrong. And for all you conservatives out there, you need to look good and hard at this. Because this is wrong. And you could this cannot be defended. You cannot defend police in this in this manner. This is what they will do. Doesn't matter how wrong the law is. Doesn't matter if it was a uh, an edict by a mayor, governor, president, whatever. If they're willing to do this, and it's the, this should be easy, right? Forcible force um, vaccine mandates or showing your papers, or whatever, a mask mandate. This should be easy for everyone to say. You know what? I, I'm I'm not doing this. This is stupid. This is childish. This is dumb. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to be that guy going around making sure everyone has a hall pass. I'm not doing that. 
But if they're willing to do it for the mask, for papers, please, come on. Yeah. You cannot defend this. This is not defendable. Well, um, something else, too, that Michael Malice uh, puts this perfectly. I don't, know if I, if I don't know if I've ever heard this argument um, pointed better. It's uh, um, so, so people will defend certain police actions because they've, you know, if you want to. The argument of police, I'm a little more nuanced than some of the um, because I do I do believe that there the individual uh, I do believe there are some uh, good police officers out there. The individual I think that the what I have a bigger issue with is so much of the structuring and uh, the um, it's monopoly of force. But that's not it's a different argument, different topic for later. Uh, people will say, well, well, Jacob, uh, these people have a family to feed, right? Right? They're just they're they got a family to feed. And they're just doing this for a paycheck, and they have they have other priorities. I'm like, okay, that, that's fine. That, that's a fair argument. Um, then I'll say, okay, how much would I have to pay you to go into Panera Bread and uh, drag out two individuals who are harming nobody and um, put your hands on them and, and drag them out and with a with a um, arrest record that'll follow them for the rest of your life? How much do I got to pay you? And then when someone's like, oh, well, you know, well, that's different. Okay, okay, got a better one for you. How much would Bill de Blasio, the guy you hate, have to pay you to do this? And someone's like, oh, well, screw that guy. I'm not doing it for him. Hello. You're very, very quiet. Um, conservatives are, are so close to getting to getting this right. But they have a – look, you can sit here and defend the individual police officer. I'm, I'm not, that's what I'm talking about. It's not, not, that's not what I'm talking not, about either. But what I'm talking about here is you have these people who are putting their hands on peaceful citizens who are breaking uh, no laws and who have, who have an initiated no violence and who have not um, uh, harmed the rights or taken the rights away from anybody else. And they're being taken away and thrown in a cage. And in, 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 there's always this blanket argument of, okay, well, there's following orders. Okay, that's Again, that's not an argument. The Nuremberg trials are very clear that you're not able to just say, well, I was just following orders. They've well, established that. But then again, how much would you have to pay somebody? And Michael Malice uses this on um, if you – like he always said that if there was an 11-year-old girl who, who was running a lemonade stand in many places in the country, if you don't have a business license, it's illegal. How much money would you have to pay me to go shut that down? Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. You know, I, I, have, I, have, I have more morals. I have more values to myself than to, than to look at an 11-year-old girl in the eye and say, yeah, I'm shutting you down or especially – to go arrest two people at a restaurant who are harming nobody. And then you're going to throw the fact that it's Bill de Blasio who's the one who's 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 writing the check. How Honestly, if you're going to sit there and use that argument, how much money would you have to be paid to do that? And if so, then your values and, and then your morals are up for sale. If you give me a figure. And some people got to look at harder stuff and got to look at the mirror. And figure out what is really 
value. Do they really value liberty? Do they really value property rights and personal individual rights? If if that is well, I mean, the if, case. You're, if you're going to use the argument, well, the officer or whoever's got kids to feed, would you accept that same argument from the German soldier who pushed Jews into the gas chamber? I mean, I mean, they had a family to feed. They had families to. Would you? Would you? Hey, accept sauerkraut's that? not free, man. I mean, seriously, would you, would you accept that argument? Of course, no one would. No. So why are you accepting it here? What's funny is is that is that you will you're so quick to defend it that when the officer says, "Well, I got kids to feed or whatever," it's like, "Oh well, I can understand that." Well, but did here, that but person here, just arrested? The, Do they have but, kids to feed? But here's the difference, though. When they were shutting down businesses, you know who's still getting paid? You know who still has a job? The officer. So it's you against him. And he has chosen that it's more important for me to get paid than for your kids to eat. That's what that that's that's what's so sick about all of this. Well, that's what the argument falls flat. But you that, have that, that's you self defeated your, yourself right. by using that argument. That's what's so sickening about it because you are pitting a citizen against citizen when you break it down to the to the to its rawest level. You got a father trying to feed his kids, and you got another father trying to feed his kids, and you and you are putting these people in a situation where they're saying, you know what? Because I have this authority that's been given to me by the state, I will put you out of business and keep my kids so my kids can be fed. We should not be putting ourselves in this situation. If any, it's it's the it's it's the governor's fault, it's the president's fault, it's the the mayor's fault, it's the officer's fault for saying, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not going to destroy this life. I'm not going to destroy a piece of this community because I want to keep my job. You should not be making that. You should not be forcing people to make that decision. What does what does Michael Malice always say about COVID or anything in general? All of these governors, all of these mayors, all of these presidents, all of these orders they put out are just love letters to Santa without men and women and a badge to defend them or to enforce them. That's all they are. They are worth nothing more than the, than the paper they are typed on. So all of these stay-at-home orders, all of these vaccine passports, the vaccine, the, the New York's vaccine passport is worth nothing more and has no more authority than the paper it is written on if no cop were to enforce it. And, and that's, the, that's the truth behind it. So if you want to get mad at Bill de Blasio for the vaccine passport, fine. There's plenty of blame to throw around. But then you gotta look at the then you look at the old the NYPD. NYPD. Sorry, I, I, the the blame is all in my opinion it, it's equal because you as an officer are, are you know you're you're a man or a woman you're an individual at the end of the day you have to look at yourself at the end of the day and say you know I'm I'm feeding myself or I'm paying for somebody else but I also had to arrest four or five people today because they didn't wear a mask in, inside or they didn't show a vaccine passport and they went to a movie i have to live with that and i'm you know I, I'm, I'm not the kind of person i've never been in that situation but if i were in that situation i probably couldn't look at myself in the mirror um and have honestly uh say to myself well you know it's a paycheck is 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 really is your morals and your values uh are they for for sale for whatever you make? It's not that much being a police officer in New York. It's not really. Is it worth it? I I that's just a question that you know a lot of police officers and there's 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 many. Uh, thankfully, there's many sheriffs uh, who are who are basically saying to you know shove it when a lot of these vaccine, which is 
you know, good for them. Personally, that's what I would hope. I would hope that many of them would just say no. Um, but you know, if they don't, then you know, quit. I know there's a lot of officers that are quitting. Which, you know, if you are quitting over this, then you're probably one of the good ones. Which is really only leaving the ones who are who are the ones who see no problem. Um, arresting a family of four or five for eating at an Arby's without showing their papers, papers, please. Or the little QR code that says, hey, I've I've had this jab, but even though I've had this jab, I can still be like Jim Cramer and still catch the thing and get sick because that makes sense. And I can still give it to everybody else in this room. Which, which, which just completely goes to show that these things are not based in science. So you, I, again, the whole science argument has, has so been done. But look, at this point, the horse is, we have split every atom in that horse beating it to death. Look, there's a giant crater for, for all the nuclear uh, uh, explosions on the atomic uh, um, chemical reactions that have gone off from us beating this thing. There's no more atoms left. They are all gone with the whole si- following the science thing. And now Joe Biden's going to, what, give COVID tests to people at home? He had, he had a little uh, thing today. He's expanding testing because that's what we need. We need more testing because it's not like you couldn't go and get tested. Yeah. Dangerous misinformation on cable TV and social media. Well, do you own a mirror, buddy? Oh, I just I was just looking at stuff that was funny. What? So I, you remember when Robert Reich called Elon the modern day Robert Baron? Yeah. Because he made his employees take a pay cut. Yeah. But, but the employees get stock. Yeah. So when the stock when the stock up, goes up, they get more money. Right. Just like Elon. And so Robert Reich says he says the whole thing about taking pay cut and whatever. And he, Musk is a modern-day robber baron. <laughs> Elon so, so correctly responds to that, saying, all Tesla workers get stocks, their compensation inc- increased proportionally. You are a modern-day moron. <laughs> He's so good. Um, so last year we kind of did um, – Oh, we're doing this? Predictions. Oh, I haven't, I haven't made the, any. Predictions for the next year. So uh, do you remember what you predicted? I have no idea. So I remember specifically. It, it, it just shows how good they were. Specifically, it was two predictions that I that I said that were going to be true, and they're both COVID related. Uh, I said that there was going to be over a hundred thousand deaths this year, and I was, was I was correct about unfortunately. that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm not I'm not proud of that, but I just I just kind of I, I wanted to do more. I wanted to do like three hundred thousand, which I think actually is what it what it was actually. This year, 2021, had more deaths than 2020, which means there's more deaths under Biden's watch than under Trump's watch. So, and Trump didn't have vaccines, and Biden did. For so, most, really, for basically, his entire the entire time he was president. During so, COVID. who did a better job? That that that's. I mean, I mean, so Jen Psaki said that Biden did a better job because he listens to Fauci. Clearly, okay, even if that's true. Uh, the numbers would suggest that Fauci's not a really good person to listen He's to right now. He's kind of been wrong, a little, just a little bit. So He's kind of lied about a lot of things. I said there'd be more deaths um, under COVID, 100,000. I was way wrong on the amount. It was way more than that. But I guess if you're doing a Price is Right thing, I, I, I did the whole $1 thing, I guess. I don't know. You didn't win the showcase. I didn't win, I didn't win. The showcase is not mine. I'm not going to Mexico. So... I said also that there was going to be further COVID restrictions or there would still be the implementation of some. And as far as where I live in 
the central Georgia area. Kind of true. But not really. Like, there are some places that still want you to wear a mask, but it's so far in between um, that I don't even carry one with me whenever I go somewhere. I don't either. So, I... I mean, the only place I've had to wear a mask... Was Disney. Was Disney. But before that... I'm trying to think. Before Disney and and the, the, this month, I think I went to a coffee shop in Atlanta, maybe. But honestly, I can't think. Oh, we we had to wear one when he went to Kenny Space Center. But really, we just it, you didn't even wear one half the time, and I wore no, one around r- 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 my chin. Nobody said anything. So a place I had to wear it like religiously was. Probably Disney again in January. You know, I, Dis- I just... Disney really pissed me off because uh, the whole mask thing. Because the first instance was we were getting on a bus to go to the, into the park or whatever. And, of course, you got to wear the mask on the bus. But you don't have to wear it getting you know, around the bus or waiting in line to get on the bus. Whatever. Well, you can't spread it outdoors even though when you're packed in together – uh, shoulder to shoulder to get in the park. You 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 can't spread it then, but you can only spread it when you're um, indoors. Right. So so the uh, so our little brother uh, who is I just love him because because of stuff like this, but he didn't wear one when he got on the bus, and the bus driver was like, "Man, you just hard headed." And Johnny just smiled and laughed and whatever. I was like, <laughs> "That's my brother." And then the second time we were at the Muppets 3D Vision, uh, yeah. and there was this group of there was this family who had some younger kids and. But, you know, the dad was he had his mask around his nose or just beneath his nose, and the kid wasn't wearing one at all. I think the kid was under three years old, and I think there's an ex- exemption for— uh, It's like two or three. I can't remember. Yeah. And so the cast member takes it upon herself because she's the noble knight to make sure that the mask policy is being enforced. And she just stands there and says, sir, can you please put your mask on? Can you put your kid's mask on? Just the whole time. And he's, yeah. like, he, he's like, ma'am, she's under three. Just give us a second. And in, she continues to berate the man and kind of get a little ugly with him. And then he was like, all right, come on. You're being ridiculous. Just leave us alone. And she's like, well, I'm just doing my job, sir. Yeah, I'm just doing my job. And I, I, I kind of – I poked at our dad, and I was like, you see, you see what's happening here? <laughs> and, and no lie. She gets on her little phone, the little Karen. She's like, Arr. and next thing you know, there's other cast members that are coming in on their phones watching them. And we get into the theater, and the 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 other uh, what's the male version of a Karen? Is it a Kevin? Uh, I Whatever. No and he gets on the intercom saying, "Make sure you keep your masks on." And as the show ends, we're all walking out, and he says, "Even though the doors are open, you're still inside, so keep that mask on until you're outside." Looking at the family, yeah. I'm like, "You are pieces of human garbage." There, there is not enough money in this world to, 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 that you can pay me where I will act that way, where I will berate a father of young children for not wearing a mask. It ain't going to happen. Ain't gonna I, mean, ha- I couldn't do I, it. I couldn't do it. There's not enough money that Disney could pay me. I, you could give me Bob Chapex or Bob Iger's salary for, for a month. Still wouldn't do it. Still wouldn't force it. So the cast member, I don't know who your name is, the ones who are involved in the situation, you're, you're pieces of garbage. And I, I, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be cute. But you are garbage. And that's all I can say. I don't care it's your job. You are garbage. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't do it. I couldn't myself in a situation. Even though, uh, you know, I still think it's wrong. And I'm, I'm not going to, like, defend it. Uh, I think the context, though, is sometimes different between the fact that, um, you know, if, if let's just say, 
not I'm look again, I'm not defending them. I'm just trying to make sure you get the context right that um like okay, case in point. If you go to a a, a a restaurant and they want you to wear a mask while you're not eating and you don't and they kick you out. Okay, are you a douchebag because because you kicked them out? Yes. But I think that's a I think that's different than a police officer coming to you and arresting you. Yeah. Um, that still, that still doesn't make the owner of that uh, restaurant right. Um, in, in my mind, um, that doesn't make, it doesn't make, it doesn't make the, uh, um, the whole like cast member, right. I'm not, not saying they're right either. I think there's a difference though. Um, it's not much, it's not much. There's like, we're, we're talking like, uh, millimeters. we're talking, we're talking middle millimeters on, on a, on a, um, like some mile, um, scale here. So we're not talking about much, uh, yeah, you know, this, those predictions, the last time I really had to wear a mask was then. So I, I guess predictions for next year, because I don't know if we're going to do a podcast next week. We, we, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. I don't know that Christmas, usually the news kind of slows down and all the things to talk about kind of slows down. Uh, I mean, I am working on a Festivus uh, holiday post, so you guys check that out on the 23rd, because if you're not celebrating Festivus, Honestly, what are you doing? Oh, and today is today is twenty one twelve day, so make sure you guys go out and listen to Rush twenty one twelve because uh, in in Britain or in the Europe they always put the day then the month. So today twenty first of twelve, twenty one twelve day. So look forward to that this week. As far as predictions for next year, you know, I'm tempted to say that there's going to be well over 100,000 deaths next year from COVID. But I think that next year, this is going to be a wild prediction. Whatever current restrictions you have now, um, I think are going to go drastically in, 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 in either direction. So I think the status quo on restrictions is not going to stay the same. What I mean by this, I'm like, let me explain. If your restrictions now are vaccine passport, it'll only get worse. Yeah. I can, I can or go the other way. it'll get way, way better. Like, I think that there's big changes are coming. I, I really do. Especially with next year's midterm elections. A lot of these red states are going to decide really quickly if they have COVID restrictions, they're either going to lift them because, duh, it's really, really bad. It's, t- it's about time. It's about, well, it's about Enough's time. Enough's enough. Well, not just that. But it, it, it'd, be, it'd be hard to get elected um, governor again if you have these restrictions in place. So places like um, Louisiana, I think, has a Republican governor, I think. Or Georgia. Uh, or Georgia. Well, Florida. Georgia doesn't have many COVID not, restrictions not very left. Many because I know that Ohio has some. And no, Ohio's there's, there's a Republican. Case up in Ohio. He's just a, but I'm saying, though, is that deep down inside they know that the restrictions are are, are not good politics and then they're not good they're, policy they're not good for re-election to have half your state shut down and they have all these mandates in place well, there was cnbc had a, an article today about how the majority of americans are done with covid they're done with the lockdowns yeah. restrictions they're done with it they've they they have quickly decided that i will take whatever i will assume whatever risk is possible i want to go back to normal well, it, it's time isn't it um I, that the cnn doctor I, think, I can't remember if it was her or it was someone else but they're admitting now that we're just gonna have to live with this thing yeah that it's not going away that you cannot get to covid zero you can't get to covid zero which we've already known the chinese look there's many chinese doctors i wrote about this 
few weeks ago, there's Chinese doctors that have came out and said that zero COVID is impossible, just like zero flu is impossible. Yeah, zero common cold. Zero, zero common cold is impossible. Zero pneumonia. Yeah, how long, how long, how long have, how long have we had viral pneumonia um, in this country or in this world? And that it's, it's impossible to get to zero. So they're coming out and admitting that zero COVID is impossible at the same time saying that um, everyone should get vaccinated and everyone should um, to do this to, to stop transmission, even though we all know that transmission stopping is impossible. So, you know, I, I, I did read there was a piece that came out from I think Zero Hedge had it. Uh, there, there's a scientist or doctor from South Africa that said that the the um, Omicron variant could be the best thing for bringing this thing to an end because from what we've seen so far, it's not very lethal. And it's very transmissible. So if everyone catches this thing and has the sniffles for a couple of days and they build up immunity, maybe it'll it'll fizzle out because it'll be natural immunity, not this um, boosted fake immunity that um, that doesn't last very long that comes from the vaccines. So that's very possible. Um, and I think that it's quickly as what's seen with Delta. Delta was not uh, as lethal as the original. So I think possibly what we're seeing right now is what typically happens to viruses that as they begin to burn out, they begin mutating to become more transmissible but less lethal because the virus quickly figures out that, hey, if you kill a host, I can't go somewhere else. So we got to stop killing hosts so we can keep replicating. Typically what happens with with most uh, viruses, if you try to find any literature pre-COVID, that's typically what it points to, which is what I researched when COVID first happened, is that they typically burn themselves out because they want to be as as transmissible as possible while being at least well they want to get out, they want to get out and see the world they got to go on tour they got to go, go on, on tour, tour at least stops possible um i guess the, any the thing that i can think of on top of my head is that i think both bezos and musk will double their wealth in the next year double their wealth the next year they will double their, they will you're saying in 2022 elon musk will be worth close to 600 billion dollars yes do you think he gets to a trillionaire before the end of before the end of the decade? Before yeah, before the end of the decade, before twenty thirty is is either but either Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos a one trillionaire by the end of the decade? As long as the markets, of course, don't crash, because like if the markets crash and we have like a two thousand eight again, which is entirely could, possible. Yeah. Pending that, do you think that they become a trillionaire? Yes, one of them will. I don't, one know, of them I, will. I don't know about both, but I think one of them. I mean, will. it's possible both both of them could. Um, I think I think it'd be Musk before Bezos. A prediction: I'm predicting a red wave for the midterms. Um, I I think that you're gonna see a lot of these the house the house and Senate are both gonna flip to red. Um, I don't know what the extent of that, but they're both gonna be red. Um, Biden's not gonna have control over both of them. As far as the governorships, I see a lot of the governors as what changing hands as, as what's seen in Virginia, and the fact that um, Phil Murphy just by the narrowest of margins, kept the governorship in uh, New Jersey, which is never a good sign, especially in a in blue, blue, blue New Jersey. Um, Georgia, I think Georgia is toss-up, but I think most of the other states are going to go red. The ones that are close, like uh, California is not going red. Just, just, just stop. I, New York is not going red. Just Florida stop. is going gonna, is gonna to stay with uh, um, Death Santos. Yeah, Death Santos. But I think it's going to be a lot of red uh, in the midterms. And I think it's going to be a fu- the 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 message. The reason why I made part of my prediction about the restrictions either going one way or the other based on the governorship is because a lot of the blue states 
who are maybe more purple, uh, the the challengers from the GOP, the message is going to be, we're getting America back to work. We're ending this craziness. We're, I'm, I'm against Dr. The, I'm against Dr. Fauci. I'm against the, the whole COVID regime. We're going back to normal. Get vaccinated if you want. Get a, wear a mask if you want. I don't care. But we're, we're going back to we're going back to our lives. That's going to be the message. And I think uh, as what I've seen from most people is that they're just done. You know, they're done with it. Uh, if they want to get vaccinated, cool. If they want to get a booster, cool. You know, this this this, this whole thing yeah. that did you see this um, whole thing that, that Joe Biden said about, you know, it's 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 your patriotic duty, bro. Everybody who's want to get vaccinated has already gotten vaccinated. The only people that are left are those who have not gotten, who have not yet been forced to get one yet. Right. So any new people that you see, I guarantee freaking to you are only getting vaccinated out of obligation, not because they want to. Did you see that Bill O'Reilly and Trump got booed for getting the vaccine and the booster? Oh, I, I don't doubt it. So Trump and Bill O'Reilly are going on this history tour which if you're looking through Bill O'Reilly for American history, you've gone to the wrong place, but whatever. But they're on this a tour across the country, and uh, Bill asked Donnie if he had gotten the booster, and he said yes. And a few people had started to boo them, and Trump was like, oh, no, 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 it's it's only a small group of you. It's like, wow, it's like Trump thinks that this the vaccine is a huge win, when I guess most of the people in his base are kind of – they're not really – they're not big vaccine. I don't. Folk. I don't think that they're anti-vax. They're not anti-vax. Standpoint. But but they're they're not they're not they're not they're not they're not. So I was gonna say they're not pro-vaxing, but that sounds like they're anti-vax, which no, no, they're not. No. What, what, what but it they're, is. they're 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 against the whole media narrative of it. They're against what the vaccine stands for. Yeah, that's what it is. Like that's that's where I'm at. I don't I don't hate it. Like look, whatever. Not anti-vax. Like, what whatever. I don't care. It's not a. I treat the COVID-19 vaccine just like any other medical procedure. I don't care. It's none of my business. Do I want research about it? Absolutely. Alex Berenson's doing the best. Alex Berenson's unreported truths at substack.com. If you want to check out what's really going on with this, <clears throat> you know, while I point out the positives and, and negatives of it, yes, because that's how you should do it for every medical procedure. It's a medical procedure. But I think what what, what the Trump the Trump supporting base and what they've they've not been able to vocal vocalize very well is when I when I see people that say, well, you know, this vaccine's the mark of the beast. No, it's not. Just stop. It's not. Whatever mechanism they may use with the vaccine, uh, that's 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 different. Like a vaccine passport is not the same thing as the vaccine. So we got to stop with that. But I think they 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 hate what it stands for. They hate the argument or the the narrative. Well, if you just take this, things will go back to normal. And correctly, a lot of people call it out BS and said, "Well, that's not true because now we're seeing uh, boosters for everybody." And you're it seeing happen in Israel. And you're seeing in Israel, you're seeing a a second booster. So you have four shots. Keeping track, four shots now. What's that meme of George Costanza with his wall? And he's like, "Me after my 79th COVID oh, booster." Yeah. And he's there's the a scene. cabinet wallet. There's a scene from uh, Seinfeld whenever George has this wallet. It's it's literally like like a book. And he's trying to fold it close, and it's like me after my 79th booster. But that's that's where I, I think that they've, they've, they've mischaracterized with the, the outrage that they have with the vaccine. It's like many of these people are you know, incorrectly saying that, well, it's, it's killing people and it's dangerous. And, you know, yes, the Vera's report is problematic, problematic compared to other 
um, um, procedures out there, and I'll fully admit that. But I don't think it's necessarily dangerous. I don't think that it's. I don't think if you take it, you're gonna like your skin's gonna melt off. Even though there was that one guy that it happened, I made fun of that. Well, see, I, I, I don't. Not for most adults, but for kids, yes. I don't think that uh, young people, like in the ages of three and five, should be getting this. Much but less. But that's not my decision to make. No, that's that's the that's, parents' that's decision, decision to look at. Okay, look at COVID and see where my kids fall. Comorbidities. Are they healthy? Are they young? Look at the statistics of, of them chance of catching this and dying. And then look at the statistics of the vaccine and whatever side effects and protection. And then make a decision based on that. Like, I, I don't have any of those people that are like, oh, kids are being vaccinated. I don't, I, it, that's, that's not talk my, to your, talk to your doctor. It's not my call. That's to talk to your doctor. Um, but I think that's where a lot of Trump supporters get this wrong is that they're mad at the, at, at the procedure and they're not mad at, uh, what the procedure is being used for, and that's that, that's where I have my issue with it. Is my issue is is that is that what this is is the narrative behind it, and and what is being pushed alongside uh, the medical procedure. Like if somebody, oh sorry, someone gets vaccinated, I'm like okay, cool, cool. Like I don't think of you as like selling out, or I don't think you as like some like Less weird person. weird liberal person. That that's cool. You did something for yourself. That's fine. That's none of my business. Uh, but you know, like if Trump got it, fine, like cool, whatever. Yeah. That's his decision to make. Uh, you um, know, I, I think prediction. that what Trump should say is that I'm against whatever passports. You know, get mandates. vaccinated if you want. You know, do whatever research you want to do. Talk to your doctor, but I'm against the mandates. That's that's a fine. That, that is a perfectly justifiable position to have. Uh, another prediction I have is that uh, we had a really great conversation last night with a friend of ours after we went and did something, but. Um, uh, we, we talked about um, some of the stuff that's been going on TikTok recently with the GHS, the the, the school shooter thing on the TikToks. Um, the school shooter day or whatever. Yeah. It's stuff like that, all the, the craziness that's been going on on the TikTok. Um, I think that is going to get much worse. I think the culture will get much, much worse over the next year. I am not very um, – uh, what's the word? Optimistic. Optimistic on the way the culture is going, uh, especially with the um, the promotion of de- of degeneracy that we see. It's like a boomer. Okay, you can't. Okay, I'm sorry, but you cannot. No, you no, cannot look. I, I, you I, cannot look at what mainstream pop culture pushes out and say that this is redeemable and that there is uh, there is um, um, uh, that there is uh, what's the word. Um, Anything of, of quality and substance? Yes, you, you, you know. can't. You can't. You cannot honestly say that. Um, and you guys kind of educated me a little bit because I've been out of the whole social media thing for so long. Yeah, I don't know how any of this stuff works or what any of this stuff means. And um, and I think people will get more and more addicted to their phones. And I think we'll see more and more uh, depression among young people. And uh, yeah, and you know, just a, a lot of things that are not good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree. I, I, you know, not to ramble too long. We're well over an hour, but, uh, you know, I, I keep up. You know, my, my festivist post goes into social media a little bit. And I already have a whole post. You you can go back back in November. I wrote a whole article about my issues with social media in general and how I think it's act. I think that the benefits uh, do not outweigh the negatives of it, and I think it's. You know, I feel the same way with the internet. No, I don't feel the same way about the, the internet. I think the internet is, is one of the most beautiful tools that have been given 
uh, I think to it, humanity. I think it was at one time, but what it has turned in now into now, I don't think. But you have to understand the the internet. Without the internet, you you don't have uh, the liberty movement would not be able to exist without the internet. We're solely purposed is on access to the ability to network and talk. I, to I people. get I get all that, but at the same time though. Um, we still haven't won anything. I mean, yet, but the, the saying the, the idea that you would have... Okay, I'll put it this way. If we had any chance to win, it's solely... Ba- okay, without the internet, there's no chance of winning. So with the internet, we have a, we have a chance. There is an opportunity there. Without, if, if all you had was three news networks on... TV, the New York Times, the Washington Post, that's, that's all you had. You know, imagine imagine COVID with just that. Without your Alex Berenson, without your Tom Woods, without without the Michael Mount, without all these guys. You would, there, there, there'd be no out. That'd be it. It's over. If, well, if government and the corporate press controlled all forms of communication, all forms of information was solely controlled by the corporate press and the state there would be no way out of there 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 there, there, there would be no looking at vares reports and looking at actual doctors who break the mold of what the of what the narrative is that wouldn't happen well i mean i i don't disagree with that but at the same time look at russiagate we, how, how many? Yes, yes, but we with okay. You've you've just you've, you've, you've defeated your point. Now, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Russia Gate was debunked by people on the internet. But 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 it took four years. But it still was debunked. But hang on a second. It, 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 I I am not saying that I'm not saying that I'm not. I just think that the, that the costs of the internet that we're going to have to deal with in the future outweigh the benefits that we see now because when you look at the stuff like the metaverse and deep fakes and all that kind of stuff well well, that's when you're taking the internet into a whole a whole it's not the internet as far as a tool to to store and share information that's all that's that's all the internet really is It's, it's a tool to instantly share and store information and to access it quickly that's that's all it's all it really is well i mean you okay you look at things like we have the the all the the history of the world in the palm of our hands with our phones, right? And yet we are we are dumber than we've ever been. But that that's not the fault of the internet, though. That's the fault of what people have designed certain programs that like applications. Okay, look, look, I'm not to ramble on too far. But you're trying to put in terms of TikTok and the internet. When they're both inherently designed and catered to extremely different things. And, and one is a product of the tools that are there. Okay. You have the internet has, has, has given us uh, TikTok, which is an abortion to, 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 to society. It, it's, it's so irredeemably stupid it's and Chernobyl. pointless. It is the Chernobyl of the internet. But you've also got WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks does not exist without the internet. You understand that. Yeah. I, Substack does not exist without the internet. So, yes, you have these terrible, horrible, irredeemable things that I'm not questioning. But you also have things that without the internet, you wouldn't 
the the you would not have the access to information that completely defies the state and the ability to circumvent the state. Gray markets and black markets do not exist without the internet. I I understand all that. And, so I, and, I think and, and I I'm I I'm I'm maybe I conflate the two, but I this is just an idea that I've been mulling over the last I don't know few weeks is that since the advent of the internet the society has just gotten so much worse and you can't say that, that you can't say that I'm really all that wrong because yes for every for every good thing the internet has produced there's always like 10 bad things that it produces that's that, that's a probably true statement and that's that's mainly because you again you now, have... is that is that just a problem with humanity well, I, probably. So the internet has been able to amplify humanity in its best and worst of ways. Um, that's just that's just again, you have to look at it. And the internet is different than I think than let's just say like again TikTok Cause or t- Instagram because TikTok has a specific purpose, right? The internet is has literally has two purposes: uh, to store information and to access information. That, that that's really about it. Um, that's that's what it's there. It's there to connect and to network other people. Right, but even even with the internet, right, we can take such a a contentious issue like the Civil War, right, and you the all the information is out there. It is easy to find on why Lincoln was wrong and why Lincoln was a tyrant. But yet we still have we still people still push the the false narrative of of Lincoln and the in the proposition nation and all this, right? The information's out there. Let me ask you this though: Without the internet, would you have any easel any any easy access to the correct information? No. Yeah. Because without the internet, you would have easy informa- easy access to information. One word: books. Yeah. Again, that that's that's not a. I, I, I said I, I said no. You answer my question. I said easy, instant access. You wouldn't. You would have to go to a library. Let's just say that library does not carry that book. Okay. All they right. curate that book. So really, at that point, if, if if you don't, let's say you don't have a library nearby, or that library does not carry that one book out of ten that talk about the Civil War and talk about Lincoln, you have no way to have that information. The only information you would have is from a government textbook or what the corporate press happens to tell you. I. That's I, all you'd have to say. I so, just see. Okay, when the internet first came out, right? It it was Hollywood's version of the Wild West. It was a free for all. There was no regulations. There was no oversight. It was it was it was the purest form of free market capitalism that ever existed. But then we get then we get governments and we get regulation and we get the big brother and we get all of this stuff and it's turning into something that's going to enslave us. I I I, I think that's going to happen, especially especially with the metaverse and what with that crackpot idiot data. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg wants to do. That I th- the, the, the metaverse that kind of stuff freaks me the frick out because it's gonna it's gonna get to a point where if you're not on the metaverse if you're not digitally somewhere out there in the cloud then you won't be able to 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 have access to the rest of the world getting a job will be hard uh, doing anything will be hard if you're not in the metaverse and it's gonna get to a point where People like me and people maybe like you will say, hey, this is not a good idea. Let's not do this. Fast forward 50 years and you will be the crazy guy crying, you know, in the middle of the street with your bullhorn about how this, how the metaverse is destroying the world. And everyone's like, what, what the metaverse? This is whatever. Th- that kind of stuff scares me. But the see, look, 
you have to understand what you're mad about is not the internet. You're mad about Facebook and you're mad about the metaverse. But but how but how can you just differentiate the two? Just like how I can say I'm mad at TikTok but not mad at the WikiLeaks. But we're getting to a point where the internet but the the internet where, where you where you have to where you will have to upload your consciousness or you will have to yeah, upload that's part just, of that you. is just on on some metaverses servers metaverse is not the internet it, it, it you you you're you're conflating the two you're you are okay the internet is like roads okay the internet is roads. It is the ability to go to place to place and to be able to go there quickly. You're saying, well, I hate trucks. Or I hate I hate blue cars because blue cars are going to be bad and they cause more accidents. You're, I, you're I think... not uh, – you. or another, another example. The internet is just the ocean and the ocean is how you travel and you're saying – I hate all tankers. No. Because yeah, th- think... it, it is just a vessel that utilizes the internet. That That's all it is. I, I think WikiLeaks I, are hang, red hang trucks on, on, and TikTok is, are blue trucks. Hang on a second. That's, that's what it is. I think, you, I think you're oversimplifying it just slightly, my position on this. If, there, if I think the world might be a better place if we didn't have the internet. I... I, I, I but... Cause, because I just... I, Maybe because I'm just I'm I'm looking too much into this stuff and it's freaking me out right now. And I I'm not saying that this is my firm position on this. I'm just this is something that I'm working through and this is why we're talking about. It. I I just if if the are you taking the are you taking the the Ted Kaczynski argument? I don't know that that's why I'm because, working through this. because 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 if, if you're taking the the Ted Kaczynski argument: You gotta be mad at television. You gotta be mad at radio. You gotta be. You, gotta be, you, gotta be, you, you have to. You can't just look at the One internet um, and say, "Okay, well, the internet's bad." Because if you get rid of the internet, then then all you have is TV and radio, which is dominated by the state and corporate press. The internet is the last bastion of of mass communication that is not for now. Stri- for now, that's not strictly controlled by 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 any one entity. So, if you're taking the whole Kaczynski. <laughs> Excuse me. If you're taking the Kaczynski argument, then you have to be mad at every other form of mass communication. Which, yes, if you say we get rid of the internet, get rid of of of, of radio, of television, and live is simply primitive life of of what, of what let's just say like the Amish is the closest um, lifestyle to what Ted Kaczynski um um tried to live tried to live yeah. and, and argued for. Then yes, I think you have a very valid um, argument. But you, you have to remember, if you take away the internet, the internet is shut down and it's gone. That's they, they throw the switch. They on. throw the switch. It's gone. Then the only way, the only, the only avenues to access information um, quickly is completely gatekept by two by two entities. So I get where you're coming from, and I think the metaverse is something to be very cautious about, and just you know maybe not, I mean maybe not first, and some people are very worried about some neural link and but i think i think putting a finger in the air and just being like um let's just be- before we're we, rushing into this yeah before we go full head first let's 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 really think, think about, about this, this. Yeah. that's how i am with ai i'm not against ai i'm not thinking it's i'm not full i'm not full terminator skynet yet but i'm like we really need to be careful with this 
because before you unleash something out into the world, you really have to understand what you're doing. And if you're going to upload, like, I think what, what, what the, the thought of Neuralink is to really help people with, who have certain disabilities to give them, to give them access to certain, like if you can't see or if you don't have, if you're, if you're paralyzed, it may help you walk stuff like that. I'm great. I think that is a, it is a natural part of, of, of um, using technology to help out humanity. But if we're going to, you know, give everybody, if you've ever seen black mirror, there's an episode of black mirror, whenever you have, um, um, optical sensors you put on your eyes and basically it tracks every life moment of your life and able to, it's a very weird thing. I I don't, I don't like that aspect of it, but you know, you're asking a lot of good good questions because there's a great question that was posed in Star Trek, uh, TNG next generation. And this is, this is really probably my favorite show ever. But in the in the show, there's a character named Jordy who is the engineer, and he, he was born with uh, a condition where his he can't see; he's blind. But because they live in the 23rd or 24th century, um, he has a visor that he can see with better vision than anyone else. And Data asks, because Data is trying to learn how to be human, why doesn't all why don't all humans uh, have these ocular implants? And he said, well. And the it's really well, you know. There's we have to have you have you still have to have some level of humanity, right? And my fear is is that because we are so connected to this thing, whether it's social media, the the internet, which you could, is basically just a big umbrella, are we losing our humanity? Are we coming so detached from our uh, from our core created values as humans? That we're losing our humanity and we're we're just becoming uh, members of the Borg. It, you're becoming you your your humanity's gone and you're are just, we, and you're are just we being assimilated to the Borg? That's that's what I'm worried about. You know, that's a very a very deep philosophical question. I think that that's something that you know in the next couple of years that because part of me just you're gonna, just wants to say nuke it all. Well, you're gonna have people who who may not quite take the whole. Um, um, industrialized society in its future argument but you have people talking and maybe we've gone too far um maybe technology hey you know i think definitely you're gonna have debates um pro and against because you know this sort of argument you know what's fascinating i would say in in this decade for sure you're gonna have people saying you know i think that this decade you're gonna see ai take more of its form you're gonna see uh neural link you're gonna see the metaverse take more of a of a of a presence um, in in technology and in society that maybe some people are going to say, hey, this has gone, maybe we've gone too far. Before we fully implement this, we need to talk about the philosophical um, and consequences and the humanity consequences. That are but do you know what's this. fascinating and very telling is that the people that run these social media uh apparatuses will not let their children on it? Well, yeah, because they know how dangerous they are. Destructive it is. Yeah. But yet, but yet, we here we have parents letting their, you know, uh, teenagers get on this and let their lives be completely Younger than wrecked. That. Nine and ten years old, wrecked by social media, mm-hmm. and and we think, well, this is just the world now. You know, everyone's on it. Everyone's on TikTok. Everyone's on Instagram. Whatever. It doesn't mean you have to be. I'm not. I'm not on any social. Look, I I, I sold something on Facebook Marketplace because it's way better than eBay, and I'm done. Like you know, I go on there, I post the the new sub stack and I post the podcast once a week, but that's about it. So 
you know, there's some good question to talk about. Uh, is that is that your prediction for the decade? Is that'll become more of a, a oh, conversation yeah. I, piece? I, I think that it is it's probably going to be the biggest conversation we're going to have to have as a society about whether or not we're if we're going to embrace this or if we're going to reject restrict it. it. Yeah, or reject it's it. It's a good it's a good thing. Well, because you know, because it's going to have some hefty hefty consequences. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know what the future looks like. I don't know the future of this podcast in the next uh, week. This might be the last show of the year. Hey, wh- wh- why am I predicting the decade? We can't even predict next week. We can't predict next week. <laughs> so, so you know that our predictions are all going to come true. So if we, you know, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Happy Christmas. Festivus. Um, you know, uh, I, Christmas is a great time to spend with the, those you love. And um, if you're all alone, you don't have to worry about that. Oh man! As the joke, I always it was a Chris Reagan joke, and it was uh, back when COVID first started. And it was like, you know, make sure you stay six feet away from those you love. And it's just like, no problem for me. <laughs> Get it? Because I'm massively unloved. <laughs> um, no, but seriously though, have have fun. Do something cool. This Christmas being on a weekend is always kind of cool because you get the whole weekend and everything. Um, so Merry Christmas from the Stan Brothers show. Merry Christmas. Um, you know, if you celebrate Hanukkah, uh, sorry, happy post Hanukkah because it's already in the past. If you and Festivus, of course, is on Thursday. Which, um, if you want to know what Festivus is, the Strike episode of Seinfeld. It's called the Strike, so you can celebrate with us every year. We watch Festivus or we watch the Strike and we celebrate Festivus. Which you make you, a meatloaf. Yeah, meatloaf is the traditional. Festivus dinner, and then you sit around. <laughs> no, it is. It's true. It's it's it's, it's what it's Estelle what she makes. Costanza's Estelle meatloaf. Costanza makes meatloaf for Festivus. So you can make, you can have your meatloaf. You can uh, talk about all the ways that um, your family and people have disappointed you over the last year, and then you can fight somebody. Feats of strength. I'm doing my little ranting, airing grievances. I think if you're still on Twitter, Rand Paul usually does a good airing grievances on Festivus. Uh, which Those is, are always is, is always pretty cool. So if you're on Twitter, go check out Ram Paul's uh, airing of grievances on Thursday. And if this is the last show of the year, Happy New Year! Um, I'm really uh, in my my latest article, the latest full length one. I talk about why I think Liberty is going to win. Uh, go go read that. I, I put a lot of I put a lot of heart into that uh, post, and I'm I'm genuine about everything that I say in that. And I'm not just fluffing this up just to get people hyped. Uh, but 2022 is going to be a cool year, I think. There's a lot of cool things happening in the LP, a lot of cool things happening in Liberty. Um, Shane freaking Hazel's running for governor, which we know that's going to be a riot, and it's going to be freaking awesome. So, you know, be on the lookout for his campaign if you live in Georgia and uh, figure out a way that you can support him if you, you know, want to. But, you know, one thing I always say is a lot of conservatives, which I think a lot of people who listen to this show are either liberty minded or they're conservative. Go check out Shane Hazel's. Please uh, do. Go check him out, um, because you know if you're a Trumper, or if you or if you considered, if you're planning on voting for Brian Kemp again, go look at Shane Hazel, and really ask yourself and say, hey, you know, Brian Kemp shut us down. You know, Brian Kemp called millions of Georgians unessential and told them to stay home. You know, that's kind of a d bag move. Not gonna lie. Um, for for me, that's pretty unforgivable. Like if you do that. You, any chance of me vote. voting for you was going to be gone. And for me to go out and vote, you got to really, really do something. Cause most of the time I think voting is mostly a waste of time, but you got to make it worthwhile. So go check that out. Um, yeah. Happy new year. Merry Christmas, Festivus, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, 2022. I'm excited. Are you excited for the new year? Excited for 
You know, I am. Be going on. I, I am because we're coming. We are in the throes of uh, winter, which I absolutely love. It's, 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 it is. It feels like, you know, you know that that's that's Eagles album. Um, health, health freezes over. That's what it feels like outside. Why? Because it's like thirty-five and, and raining. And raining is freaking gross. It's. I love it. It's no, it's, it's so stupid. it's so fabulous. It's freaking stupid. Tomorrow the sun's gonna be out tomorrow, so you, you'll be happy. You yeah, but empire. it's like a sludge everywhere. If I freaking walk through like Shrek Swamp out there, it feels well, like because well, you, you have to walk from the asphalt to concrete, and it might be a puddle in your way. I can't be, can't be, can't be bothered. <laughs> you're it's not that cold. You're just weak, Jacob. All right, goodbye, oh, no, everybody. I'm weak. Guys, take a great week. Um, check all the links down below. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. If we don't see you next week, we'll see you in the new year. Peace. Mwah!